0: All right, cool. Um, it's Vaughn Edme here. We got Jelph Shinholster here. Um, this is episode one of the Average Is Failure. Uh, I don't. I like to call it a project. You know, it's not just a podcast. We're hoping that this might turn into something bigger than just um a show on a podcast or even a show that you might see on YouTube. But um yeah yeah i won't even get into all of it um you know this isn't the first time that especially some of you all who might have seen me before and some of the work that i've done um you know that i've probably put out a couple of podcasts or what have you before um but this one we're hoping sticks (laughs) we we're gonna bring some some heat hopefully and uh yeah just stay tuned so um you know, Wayne, um, I'm just wondering, I'm thinking today we're just going to probably talk about what we're trying to do here um, or maybe, um, you know, even things like what, why, why this is named, what it's named, all that kind of stuff. Um, introduce ourselves. Uh, we might spend a couple of episodes doing that um, just to set the foundation of what we hope this to eventually be and grow into. So, you know, instead of just rambling about a bunch of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna dive right into um, joke. Some folks that watch this might know who I am. Um, I'll go into myself later, but you know uh, introduce yourself to the people real quick, man.
1: All right, so my name is Joe Shinosa the Fourth. Um, I'm originally from Akron, Ohio. I'm currently living in the DC area. Um, work for a nonprofit. Um, I have a wife and two boys that are 11 and nine years old. Um, and I'm just your um, everyday average dad and husband per se. Um, I don't always think that I'm doing you know anything over the top and special, but um, I'm just that you know that family guy that just you know wants to you know provide and provide a better life for my family, um, and that's pretty much who I am. Um, big sports guy um so that kind of takes up a lot of my time but as but now you know with <clears throat> you know having kids you know my kids activities kind of take up most of my spare time so you know why you know as a dad you know and a husband you know how much you know you have to dedicate to making sure your family is taken care of and absolutely. that they are all going to get space
0: absolutely um um Man, I was gonna ask you something that, that came to mind, but you know, I, oh, um, what teams, what teams? You said you're a big sports guy. What what are your teams?
1: Um, so being from Akron, Ohio, that northeastern Ohio area, um, I am a for basketball Cavs fan, uh, through and through, always been a Cavs fan. Um, football, still a Browns fan, Cleveland Browns fan. Um, and obviously for baseball, um, Cleveland guardians fan now they were the indians now they just changed the name to the guardians really i didn't know that yeah they changed it um you know with all of the the movement from you know all of the 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 names that are kind of disparaging to um, the native americans um they finally moved away from the name indians and just Mm. changed it to the guardians um but since i live in the dc area i still kind of look at the dc team so you know that's kind of like my second base my my secondary teams yeah. um i won't claim the washington commanders but um i will claim the, the wizards and the
0: nationals <laughs> what um what what do you think so far who who do you have winning the the men's ncaa tournament
1: um i'm not going to lie to you i don't watch it as much as gotcha. i
0: choose gotcha but
1: Everybody knows that Duke and North Carolina is in there. North Carolina has always been my team, like, since the Mm. early 90s. Mm. Um, And the reason why is because um, in the early 90s when the Fab Five was out and they beat the Michigan State team, for some odd reason, I kind of drifted toward North Carolina as my team um, for a long time. Um, I actually wanted to go to North Carolina because Mm. they won the national championship back then. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so I'm going to just stick with my North Carolina
0: team. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. Do, do, are you getting a uh, hearing a ring? You hear a ringing? again? I'm hearing a ring coming from your mic a little bit. I'm wondering, hold on a second. Let me see. Is there a gain on your mic? No. Is it, do you still hear the ring? No, nah, I want to. No, it sounds a little better now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, all right. So that's you, man. Um, As for me, you know, very similar. Um, Jelp and I both work together here in D.C. Um, I'm specifically a New York native. Um, You know, New York is home, all things New York, Miss New York. But uh, I have come to love and appreciate uh, D.C. um, and what it has meant for um especially for black um young adults i would say um i think that there's a lot of opportunity here that um and, and and you just see uh black people i would say in leadership here that you don't see in the same way not that it's not happening in new york but i don't know if it's as visible mm-hmm. um you know but yeah man i am um you know work for a nonprofit uh, as you kind of already mentioned, um, I am also a husband, a father, um, son, brother, um, you know, friend, and um, somebody who has attempted um, over the years. I mean, we're both authors. You didn't uh, mention that about yourself, Joe, um, but <laughs> Joe recently became an author. I became an author back in 2014. Um, Yeah. um, You know, I I tend to have these projects that I'm working on, whether it be some things surrounding uh, faith and spirituality and and, and biblical um, uh, literacy or or whether it be, um, you know, personal and professional development um, with with, with a little hint of uh, social justice. Um, You know, for the past maybe 10 years, I would say, you know, I've I've. um, been working on projects. We also have um, a clothing brand that we're going to be uh, trying to develop. It's a, a faith-based clothing brand, but um, at the center of it is just, you know, messages of hope. Um, you know, uh, based on the the gospel um, and, and really geared toward, you know, folks who we say kind of live in urban spaces, we could say so. Um, I don't want to take too much time going, you know, into that deep hole. Some of these, but I got to
1: ask you one question though, but I do got to ask you one question. Just like you asked the sports question. I always am curious with the New Yorkers. How Mm -hmm. do you pick your team in between like for football the jets or the giants or for baseball, you know, the Yankees or the Mets, um, obviously now with the the Nets and the um, Knicks, like how do you actually choose your team in that New York area?
0: That's an excellent question. It, I would so, I think the the Mets and the Yankees are a good example, right? A lot of folks, if they live in Queens, especially if they live in like that um that uh, uh I forgot uh, that Corona um uh, Astoria area, Mets might take Mets might be your team over and above the Yankees, but for the most part, the rest of New York man, Yankees are your team right but now you we i we will support i will support the mets if the mets are going up against anybody else or let's say the yankees get knocked out then it's like i mets you know you still you're still home to some extent so um i'm rooting for you um when it comes to like um who is it uh brooklyn the brooklyn nets and the um New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. I think that's a little bit different because pardon me. the Nets are still looked at somewhat as the New Jersey Nets. Like this is the New Jersey team (laughs) that kind of came over. Even with KD and Kyrie coming through, it's still like, y'all still aren't the Knicks. But we will root for you again. You're in New York. So we're not going to dismiss you 100%. But we still want to see the, the, the Knicks, really, because Nick, it's, the Knicks are the ones that have the history, that New York yep. history behind them, you know what I mean? And so we want to see them do well. Um, um, we want to see KD and these guys do, do it too, you know, if anybody that, for, for instance, when it comes to the um, um, football, Giants are the only ones that have been holding it down. The Jets, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't keep Mark Sanchez, the Jets because since they got rid of mark sanchez they haven't done anything right right. um but then the buffalo bills are starting to make some noise but buffalo bills are still going to be number three (laughs) right but if they're in the running i'm gonna be there cheering for them you know what i'm saying um
1: (laughs) Just to let you know, um, people, usually people don't know this about me, was that um, even though the Browns have been my team, Mm -hmm. actually in 1991 when the Bills went up against the Redskins, Uh um, that was the first time I really actually got into football. And when the Bills lost because they were the favorite, that was my team forever. Like literally, like when the Browns left, like I remember, like I was um, young, um, I was in Big Brother, Big Sisters program. Uh and My Big Brother literally took me to, a Buffalo Bills game in wow. Buffalo. Yes, like wow. I was a Buffalo Bills fan.
0: That's crazy.
1: Herman <laughs> Thomas, Jim Kelly, you know Andre Reed. Those were my guys. Bruce Smith. Yes.
0: Yeah, man. Um. See, and you you've already listed more names than I could ever list. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. And other than my man, who was the quarterback? What was his name again? Um. Jim Kelly. Uh. No. 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 Um. The short dude. Oh, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Other than that, and these these recent guys. Oh, is it Joe Burrow? Um,
1: oh no, that's Cincinnati Bengals. That's no, you
0: talk. Oh no, Utah. oh my. What's the other dude's name? What's the uh, or Josh something? <laughs> Look, I'm going to Ohio. You coming to New York? I'm going to Ohio. <laughs> uh, now, now you got me forgetting the guy's name. Oh, it
1: was <laughs> Josh you know, Allen. This, it's Josh Allen.
0: Is it was it Josh Allen?
1: Yeah, he's the he's the quarterback for the Buffalo. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, so th- those boys have made some noise. And I heard that they just took what's um his name from um that was playing with the Rams. Um Von oh, yeah, Miller. Defense. Yeah, yeah. Von Von Miller, Miller, I just y'all. heard what so them a yeah. the Buffalo Bills might have a, a little championship running them next year, so we'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but Pivoting as uh, taking the name from another podcast <laughs> that uh, we've appreciated. Um, you know, one of the reasons why we're starting this Average is Failure podcast is to offer some insights and hopefully some perspective that we hope will be helpful to the personal and professional lives of those who listen in. Um, you know, and, and 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 we believe that we have a perspective on some of these things to share that can be helpful. Um, I think one of the things that we're hoping, um, and I won't steal our thunder too much, but I think we're hoping for a fuller, the, the word full comes um, to mind, or like a 360 or comprehensive comes to mind. Um, I think there's some perspectives out there about um, what it means to kind of live well, what it means to succeed, And sometimes it can is good information, but sometimes the information can seem a bit narrow. Um, and I think that we really want to try to uh, uh, we really want to try to speak to a, a broader perspective as and, and to some extent redefine what success looks like, what success means. Um, And we want it to be something that's a bit healthier than maybe some of the models that we're seeing out there, man. So uh, with that being said, man, I'm going to pose this question to you. Um, You know, you talked to me a little bit about when you first heard the phrase, I've had this phrase, averages failure from since about 2012. Um, And you talked to me a little bit yesterday, as a matter of fact, a, a little bit about like when you first heard when you first got introduced to it, are some of the things that started coming to mind for you. Um, and so I'm just wondering if you could go into a little bit about that um, and take it wherever you take it, man.
1: Oh, um, so when I first heard the, the phrase average is failure from Bob, it it actually kind of made me stop. Um, and at first I didn't like it. Um, and the reason why I didn't like it was because I was like, hmm, I call myself average all the time. I said I'm the average dad, Mm -hmm. you know, regular guy. Um, But a lot of times, I know for myself, being um, hypercritical of myself, um, just because I call myself average don't mean I am average Mm. um, at the end of the day. Um, And me and you had the conversation um, about, you know, there's so many facets of life. And when we actually break it down, like, are we really average? Am I average guy in, in my, in my professional life, Um, in my personal life with my children, with my wife, with my family, um, extended family with my mom and dad. Um, And yeah, at first it just made me reflect on, you know, what do I define as being average? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, you know, depending on where you're at and who you're around, you know, you can look at yourself as being um, average or below average, but Mm -hmm. that's because you're in the upper echelon of people who are doing great and wonderful things. And it just looks different. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go back to your neighborhood where you grew up at, and maybe you scan, you know, the people that you grew up with, you might be looked at as being above average because you might have moved yourself out of that situation. Um, You might have moved yourself. You might've been living in subsidized housing and now you own your own home. Like that's not average.
0: Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, above mm -hmm, average. mm
1: -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, When it comes mm -hmm. to, you know, just um, how we view, you know, the relationships that we have with people um, and a successful marriage or a successful relationship, like obviously recently, you know, in the news um the os i mean with the oscars mm-hmm. and the will and jada you know they were portrayed at one point in time as like this power perfect couple mm-hmm. and now you know over the years you know once people started to get some inf- um intricate details of their life you notice that you know what everything that glitter is in gold and you know that perfection that you thought they had might not have ever been there mm-hmm. um and people used to you know actually you know compare their relationships to you know mm-hmm. especially people in the limelight and i think you know once you know me and my wife we have conversations and we have disagreements uh we don't say we have fights we have disagreements um smart <laughs> i thought i have this funny i'm the side note i have to tell my wife to stop using the word fights because our kids take it literally mm. and they go oh mommy and daddy was fighting no mommy and daddy had a disagreement mm. um and we work things out but we don't fight fighting a lot of times is interpreted as something physical so yeah we have disagreements um but we have a pretty healthy dynamic at home um right now you know my wife is in school finishing up her nursing degree Hmm. um I wrote a book um we have two kids that are doing pretty well in school Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. my one son um he just got straight A's for the third marking period Um, and he's in gymnastics like you know, our family dynamics is pretty well. Now it's not overly exciting, but -hmm. this healthy and it's balanced. Like that is what you, I hope people are striving for. Mm -hmm. So in that regard of my life, you know, it's not perfect, but I believe it might be actually above average. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually, you know, pretty well. And it's a good standard. Obviously we strive to be better, but I can't, you know, always, I can't keep describing our family life as it just being like this boring life. Mm. Part of, you know, it's stable. Mm. And I think that's the one thing that people miss a lot of the time is stability sometimes look boring. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what we're supposed to be striving for.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man. uh, Yes. There's some powerful stuff in there, man. Um, So, so, let's go back again a little bit, right? So would you say that you're average? Would you say that you're um, above average? And I know um, we already kind of like talked about how s- some of these first episodes are gonna be a lot about definitions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how And one word can be defined in so many ways, you know? So yeah. would you say that you are, based on the phrase, average is failure? What would you say you are?
1: I should just give you an answer, (laughs) but I'm a preference by answer. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna preface a little bit um, by saying I'm gonna go with I'm average. Okay. And the reason why that's coming from the place of humility too. Mm. Um and a place of knowing that I can do better um, and, and striving to be better. Um, and in my definition or in this context, the average is not the failure in this one.
0: I'll t- hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, man. Um, you know, I'll, I'll um, take a stab at that as well. Um, and feel free, man. If 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 I'm if I'm not uh, going as deep as I probably should, man, uh, feel free to to call me out on it, man.
1: You know, I, I'll I'll ask you the follow up question. Yeah, I my yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, you know, when I and, and this might be a little bit of the uh, we're, we might be going a bit into the history of averages failure now, right? Um, and man. it's been a ten year history when I first got the phrase is when I first, it, 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 I hadn't even really, um, started moving in another direction in my life, not even for a year yet at that time. Um, I had been experiencing some, what I would call turmoil, you know, um, things, a lot of things were in flux or what have you. And, um, you know, listening to guys like, Um, Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip hop preacher, shout out to him um, and starting to get introduced to other um, um, motivational speakers and stuff like that. um, it, 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 It lit a fire under me. Right. And now everything started to become kind of like this hyper active pursuit of excellence. It was it was this pursuit of whatever anybody else is doing, I got to be, you know, I have to be doing things that are topping that. I have to be the first one to show up. Uh, you know, at the time I had started trying to do speaking gigs. So it was like, I got to be, I got to beat everybody there to the speaking gig. Um, you know, how can I wow folks? How can I leave an impression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so average's failure came to be defined as, kind of like you know whatever you see people doing out there that's normal forget that you know you got to rise above that everything that you do you got to be you got to be at the top you got to be the elite you got to be the top of the top what I've realized now over the over the 10 years over the past 10 years and I think even since then um, a lot of other people have kind of seen this as well as that that definition of average's failure the phrase average's failure was not sustainable right um it put a lot of pressure on myself to say hey everything i do has to look a certain way and has to have a certain level of impact so that if i'm not if i'm not a millionaire <laughs> Right. that I failed. Um, we, we, we had to edit some stuff out because there was a little background noise. But, um, you know, I was getting ready to answer the same question that Joe just asked, which is kind of like, you know, how do I see the phrase "average is failure? What does it mean? And me being the one who kind of um, came up with this phrase, trademarked the phrase, um, you know, years ago. You know, it's, I can give you kind of the, hist- the the history of the phrase and what it means now is kind of my own history um, uh, and dealings with the phrase. And originally, um, when I first really started trying to pursue excellence in my life, and I was listening to motivational speakers and things like that, at that time, averages failure simply meant um, the pursuit of the highest excellence right now it still kind of means that today but at that time what the pursuit of the highest excellence meant was really being over and above everybody else around you right looking into society and saying hey how do I position myself ahead of everybody else out there um you know some of it was not that it was necessarily it was still tied to to a person and who they were more than it was tied to material success but i still think that in some ways it was a bit on some levels a bit naive um on some other levels it was a bit um a bit sh- uh shallow and hollow in that it was really the only way to sustain what I was talking about at that time would be to burn yourself out or or sorry, you couldn't even sustain it. You would eventually burn out. Why? Because, you know, at that time I was trying to copy off of other folks that I was seeing who were waking up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning every single day. Um, And not that those things aren't great things. Like I gained some value out of being able to do that for a while. Um, You know, trying to be the first one to show up at every single Um, if I had an engagement of some sort, being the first one there, um, you know, um, I was trying to literally do everything. And over the course of time, you know, I started realizing like, one of the things that's missing from this definition of average failure is, um, is the, is the word balance. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I think that for a while, everything motivation was telling you, everything about empowerment was telling you, like, you know, don't get any sleep. Um, You gotta go, go, go. Um, If you gotta be hungry for it, if you're not hungry for it, you know, it was just kind of like this pedal to the metal at every single day. Um, um, You know, you gotta be about the grind. It's all about the grind. It's all about the grind, 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 grind to position your family for this and position your family for that and position your family for this. And a lot of it came down to are you positioning your family monetarily, you know, to be ahead, um, to have these particular types of experiences. I'm now, though, at the point where I'm able to say, man, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't sustainable. And, yeah, I would be out there grinding, grinding, grinding for my family. But actually, in many ways, my family would then miss out on (laughs) You know, the actual things of like me being able to engage with them and pour into them, um, and these things that you can't really measure usually you can't measure that with the terms like grinding and stuff like that, right? In many ways, for me to give my family what, what they needed, I actually needed to slow down from the grind and not put so much energy over there um, and put more energy in, in, in simply just my presence just being there for them, you know? And so um, so it was a learning experience, man. And, and I think, you know, I alluded to that in the beginning saying that, some of these things are kind of what we want to talk about and shape in some of these conversations that we're having, um, you know, average is failure to me now means, I guess I'll say, I'll sum it up with this. It now means, it, 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 it means having a balanced pursuit of excellence, right? It means Yes, pursue a lot of the things that I'm interested in, but making sure that that doesn't get in the way of of um of the, of what's most important, right? It right. it means making sure that yes, even though we want to ha- hold something like a podcast and teach people or what have you, making sure that the actual real work that gives the show value is being done, you know, and not, we're not just giving information, but then the home life is in shambles. Right. And in many ways that might mean I can't, that might mean that I'm going to leave some money on the table. Right. Correct. In terms of some of the pursuits that might mean the, the clothing brand that I want to build, I'm going to be building it slower than some other people are out there building it. Why? Because uh, or even with this, you know, building out a media company that while it's good stuff, maybe it's going to move slower than other people's shows and podcasts and media and network companies move. Because I want to make sure that this is a balanced pursuit, right? Um, and that I, I, want, I want healthy growth, and not just grow. I don't want cancerous growth I want healthy growth you know and so um yeah man that's what I, I think I, I, I need to write some of that stuff down as a matter of fact <laughs> you know well, luckily um, we were pouring this for the
1: podcast so yeah, you know, yeah, you go back to it
0: anyway. yeah you know because I think that's the first time I might have phrased it in some of those in some of that language like the balanced pursuit of excellence you know um yeah. so yeah man
1: Cause, I mean, we're in the microwave society, as they call mm-hmm. it, and because everybody wants things instantaneously or exponentially, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes doing things in an exponential way, you miss so much of the learning process, mm-hmm. um, and so much of the character that you need to build yourself to be able to sustain, you know, that level that you're going to be at, mm-hmm. um. One of the things that you know, for myself, you know, in my family, you know, we have to m- make sure we temper our expectations mm-hmm. a lot for the things that we want to do and that we want to be involved in, and <clears throat> putting together a plan and being strategic about it, um, so that you know when things arrive, we're we're ready for it. And you know, I love that you talked about you know just the healthy balance part. Um, because that's the one thing that I know that in my family, we definitely strive to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody has their own thing that they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has their desires um, and their passions. And we want to make sure that everybody is able to kind of pursue those things. But when everybody's passions are different, how do you balance that out so that this person gets what they need, mm-hmm. this person gets what they need? I mean, it's four individuals in my mm-hmm. household, plus yep. a turtle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, The baby sister. Um, um, And, you know, the, the one thing that we had to do, especially with my wife going back to school and even taking a hiatus from working, was figuring out how would our life look and how would the balance look? And we even had to talk to our kids about how it looks for Bami to be in school and mm-hmm. to have to study a lot and not be able to attend everything that she normally would. Yeah. Um, and knowing that it was a temporary thing for a greater good, mm-hmm. but still keeping the family informed and kind of knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. So having those healthy conversations with your children, um, letting them know that you know what, that, you know, to to move forward in life, you know, it takes hard work Mm -hmm. and showing them the process. Like when Mm -hmm. I was making my book, um, I allow my son to be a part of the process. And then now that we try to branch it out into an actual, you know, you know, speaking engagements and Mm -hmm. book signings and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a part of the process too. And we have to talk to him about money, you know, how things work and things of that nature. And I think that's kind of the healthy balance of, you know what, we're going to spend a lot of time on this, but you're going to be working with me Mm -hmm. on it too. So you're mm-hmm. not even left out of it. So that time that I'm thinking that, you know what, if I'm just working on a book, I'm I'm not giving it to my kids. No, mm-hmm. include the kids in it if you can.
0: Yeah, man, the weather's starting to get warm. Sorry, man, I, I got fruit flies starting to try to make their way into my office, man. My we, <laughs> but gotta- you, you actually said something that I, um, and I, I kind of want to um explore that um even in my own life a little bit more, but like making the children a part of, you know your own projects you know um i think sometimes we miss out on that and and fail to expose them to um hey like yeah we're putting together uh, a show let me show you like what it takes to do this right um and even though i'm not going to have you out here you know creating anything right now i want you to maybe know how to so that as soon as you're of age of where it may, might make sense maybe you can start publishing some things or what have you. So that's something that I'm going to think about, man, even for myself. My last question would be this for us. For this for the for the for this starter episode. What are you hoping to be able to bring through this um, show? What do you whether it's what are you hoping to do through it? Or what are you? What kind of impact you're hoping it has? What are some of the things you wanna um like? What what what? As you explore your thought about us taking on this project, man, what are you hoping for?
1: Um, I think my my biggest hope or the desire is so that um, our age group and the ones that's coming behind us, um, that they are able to get the nuggets, the gems, the jewels that will show them or allow them to understand that, you know what, life is not supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, That it does take hard work, you know, and in that hard work, you know, learning how to enjoy the process, um, learning that, you know, it's okay to strive to do great things Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that it's going to be some challenges there Um, But also knowing where your priorities really lie, Um, really understanding what's important to you and making sure that you keep that in the forefront Um, for myself. And for you, we talk a lot about, you know, just spirituality and just making sure that, you know, we're we're keeping God first Mm -hmm. um, in in pursuit of all the things that we're doing. um, And also, you know, making sure that we're using, you know, those tools that we're given um, through the Bible to kind of guide our lives mm-hmm. and our family lives, because mm-hmm. we are the leaders of our households. Mm-hmm. And as challenging as that can be at times, you know, um, it, 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 it is a responsibility that I, I, I don't take lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for young men, you know, who sometimes aren't grown, aren't raised with, you know, father figures or male figures all the time, you know, understanding that, you know, what, <clears throat> we're all capable of being leaders Mm -hmm. Um, and um, we're all expected to lead Mm -hmm. in some capacity. Um, You first lead yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then if, you know, it's your desire, you know, then you might have, you know, a wife and then from a wife, you might have children that you have to lead, but trying to do it in a, in an orderly fashion and And knowing that, you know what, you have other men to actually help support and guide you through the process as well, too, because that's one of the things that I think a lot of young men sometimes um, don't have is, you know, the support of other men telling them real life stories and knowing that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I think sometimes me and my wife sometimes um, struggle with. We're loners. Mm-hmm. We're do-it-yourselfers. Mm-hmm. Um And a lot of times we take on that burden and not allowing ourselves to connect with people um, so that we can kind of lean upon one another, first leaning on God first, but Mm -hmm. he also gives us people around us to lean on as well, too, so that we can actually, you know, find some guidance in in, in the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think my main thing would be, you know, giving people that outlet, um, giving people role models that are, you know normal um mm-hmm. per se um because you know we're not you know we're not celebrities right um but you know when people come to my household you know and it's weird because when you live in it you don't notice it People always come to our household and act like it's this wonderful place. And they, the first thing that people say, especially is we got one um, of our family friends, um, she's an older lady, mm-hmm. um, and she comes in and she just always says, you know what, I just feel the love every time I come in your mm-hmm. home. And we like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? We are a normal family. But she was like, you know what? as much as you guys don't see it, you guys are a real functioning family that you can Mm -hmm. tell love each other and spend time with one another. And, you know, by the way that we set up our home and the way that we welcome people, um, we know that you're real and authentic Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. And I think that's the other part too, just being authentic with Mm -hmm. people. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not a real talker. Um, I'm an introvert by nature. But, you know, when the time comes, I love to give information. I love to talk about, you know, the real... Um, challenges or the real obstacles in life and knowing that you know what we um we have the opportunity to you know affect people's lives on a day-to-day basis by just living the Mm -hmm. way god would like us to
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and in the order that he set forth for us
0: yeah i think that that's an important point um again i think you you just kind of brought us back to the newer iteration, so to speak, of what averages failure is. And I think for so long, I neglected that the fact that you don't have to be doing something that's wowing the world to be impactful, right? The everyday consistency of simply doing what you're supposed to be doing Right, whether a lot of people see it or whether a lot of people don't see it, it's still impactful, um, it's still doing good in the world, um, it's still of value, you know. And I think, um, I mean, you touch on a lot there, but that was one of them. Um, I think for me, what I want to see, and I, I don't, I didn't want to get into this too early, but I think. Um, I'll just touch on it quickly. You and I both watched the interview on um, Pivot when they interviewed uh, Michael Beasley, right? Um, the NBA player or, or the former NBA player. And you know, we saw some of the it it not that we didn't know this already, but I think it confirmed kind of what we want to do here. Here you saw a young man who, still has his whole life ahead of him. And yet there seems to be some sort of disconnect there, right? Um, Relationally, um, it's almost as if like he's stuck. You can't, he can't see a future other than um, him in basketball. Um, And and there's good reason for that. There's some traumas that he's experienced or what have you. um, And the people who were supposed to love on him um, to some extent took advantage of him. And there was nobody there him to grasp onto to to help to hold him up and um you know what i'm hoping that averages failure is going forward is uh, a resource you know for people to get insights that they may not be able to get elsewhere um i'm hoping that we introduce people to all the things needed to be a complete um person Right. And to be complete people that includes, like you said, the the faith and the spirituality aspect, you know, the gospel and kind of like to me, that's the foundation of all of this. Because to me, anybody going back to the original definition of average, you know, um, anybody who is not uh, modeling themselves after their creator, to me, you you already off kilter right Uh, first and foremost but then there are those those who maybe you are um doing what you need to do as far as your, your spiritual growth but there's lack of access that you um have as far as information about career growth and career development you know so those are some of the things i want to do too is um i know um A lot of black young people coming out of uh, school, even if they went to a good school district like I did, a good black school district. I felt like I didn't know a whole lot about what type of career options were out there. So I want to find people that we can interview um, and give people more options as to like what their life could look like as far as careers that they could pursue. And I'm talking about people talking to people who are willing to talk about, hey, these are the types of salaries that you can expect in these spaces or what have you. Um, but even if you don't want to choose some fancy career, if you just want to choose a simple career that may not even pay much, okay, that's cool too. But also understand, Hey, what are the real things that you need to consider? If that's going to be your choice, how then do you need to model and, and, and organize your life with what have Um, so I want to get into that. I want to talk about, you know, what are the things that happen in, in society, um, that have an impact as, as, as far as um how we move in our own lives you know um sometimes that will be looking at the lives of others it might be looking at you know a Will Smith uh Jada Pinkett and Chris Rock that whole incident and seeing like okay we're not interested in talking about this for the sake of gossip but what can we glean from such a public incident right what can we glean from the Kanye West Kim Kardashian um thing that's going on and Pete wasn't in Pete Davidson something like that what can we what are things that we can learn from such public um things that are going on right now so that's my hope um through this and hopefully one or two people will actually decide to listen in and uh and it'll be helpful for them
1: yes yes
0: so yeah man you know i guess we can wrap it up right there um folks this is the average's failure um you know podcast take a listen um some of the gear i'm actually wearing some of the gear that i'm planning to um have uh start we planning to start selling um through the it, it's actually going to be our good good news for the hood is the actual name of the uh, power brand and um, so you can find that on Instagram, Good News for the Hood. You can also find Averages Failure um, on Instagram as well. That's kind of going to be uh, the teaching space. Um, but of course, we're going to have this. This is probably going to be uploaded to YouTube. This is also going to be uploaded to um, on iTunes Podcast, all the major um, uh, podcast channels. Um, if you wanna follow me personally, you can find me at word is vaughn on Instagram. Jelp, your what what are you at, Jelp? I'm at
1: Jelp Shinholster, J-E-L-P, S-H-I-N-H-O-L-S-T-E-R. Yeah. More than likely, you're only gonna see myself and my kids. <laughs> right. Basketball and gymnastics is all we do, so that's mm-hmm. probably going to see on my page yeah yeah
0: and my page um you'll see my page used to kind of be the page that i was using for the brand but i've that kind of bit got a bit convoluted with like my personal life and all that kind of stuff so i'm keeping it as just my personal page now and moving trying to move the brand stuff to their own distinct pages so that People can if you don't care nothing about what I'm doing in my personal life, then you can just go to the brand pages and find the, the information that you're looking for, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I'll try to put some of that stuff in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, we'll wrap it up here. Um, Average Failure, we're going to get after it. Joe, glad to have you on this journey with me, brother. Um, there's some other people that are working alongside us behind the scenes, um, in some other capacities, um, that hopefully we can introduce to the, um, the audience at some point in time. But, um, with that said, that's it, man. Peace, Average is Failure. Until next week. Exactly.